0: You can also gain access to our found footage show, The Weird Tape Series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully-produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness.
1: One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice
2: dress. Uh, It's a a t-shirt.
1: Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parents' plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh onecom That's uh onecom dot
3: com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,
0: In the midst of all the chaos, doomsday prophecies, and impending perils, I was elated at doing the one thing I excelled at. Hunting exos. Though I can't say I was uh, all that happy about doing it with company. But in deference to all that was on the line, I had no choice but bring Shane aboard. He'd bagged pills before. And it was time to see if he could do it again. That is if I didn't bag him first and then there was Romy I never hunted with someone I felt I had to look out for though at that point I should have known better than to think she needed looking out for she tangled with meaner hombres and pills well but I'm her brother and I suppose being overprotective comes with the territory you in there cowboy it's us open up
1: you gotta give him a second. He's probably putting the finishing touches on his skull.
0: Come on in. Ain't like I've been asleep for all of two hours afore you call me. Figured you'd rather be awake than dead. <laughs> Take more than a punk like pills to get the drop on me. I sleep with uh, <laughs> one eye open, don't you know? Since you're a guy who likes to pay his debts, seems to me you owe the family man at least a round of drinks for that eye of yours. Don't you worry, none. He'll get what's coming to him, he will.
1: Uh, if I might cut through all the testosterone for a moment, do you have any idea where Pills might have gotten to? What he might be up to now that he's free?
0: To be honest, he really didn't have much of a rhyme or reason to his killing. The file Mesmer gave me said he uh, took to folks who had semi-realized internal conflicts concerning unresolved guilt dishes. <laughs> shit like that. Which said to me he liked rubbing folks' noses in the shit they's ashamed of. Now, I ain't no profiler, and I sure as hell ain't no shrink, but I do know how to fish. And, the way I saw it, I just needed me some bait. So, I ended up making a stop into Dexter Square. Over to one of them there, uh, mercy houses, you know? For the folks that ain't so much criminal as they is kooks. To cut to the chase, I ended up borrowing one of them there loonies for bait.
1: You kidnapped a criminally insane prisoner?
0: I wouldn't say he's totally insane. But it definitely had internal conflicts. (laughs) The prison papers on him said he'd killed a few folks on account of him looking like the feller who had him committed when he was a kid. Anyways, ain't nothing to get yourself all in a twist about, cause I put him right back where I found him when I was finished with him. Why, you're a regular saint, Shane. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, there was one pattern the old seller fella had, and it was enough for me to nab him. See, whenever he's on one of them there, uh, killing sprees, it was all random. He'd bounce all over a city. No real reason why he'd choose one internally conflicted victim over another. Then, after about a week or so, he'd appear in a nearby city and do the same shit all over again. But... In between cities, in the countryside, he might hit one, maybe two victims. Now, I didn't know if he did that on account of his power or some kind of preference, but it seemed like a tell to me. So as I went out into the countryside that wrapped around the burg he was killing in, Honey Flats, I think the name of the place was, and dropped my bait, plopped him right down into the basement of an old abandoned house I found figured since he might be able to sense that my lure was probably nuttier than any of the other folks out there in the sticks, and that he was already in a basement, pills would show in no time. Well, I must have waited for that asshole well over a week.
1: What was your bait doing for all that time?
0: Mostly playing cards, roasting hot dogs, and drinking cheap-ass whiskey.
1: Well, if that won't give someone Stockholm Syndrome, I don't know what would.
0: I'd say it were around midnight when that little shit bird showed up in my sights. Had me a sweet little sniper's nest set up just outside in a tree. Since I could see, and shoot, just about into and through whatever's between me and him, it was cake bringing him down. Just winged him, though. Winged him. Like what, you, uh, shot his soul in the shoulder? Something like that. All that was left at that point was to collect his mouthy little ass and deliver him to Mesmer. And, you know, drop my bait off back at the loony bin.
1: It would make sense that his power, once he falls asleep, delivers him to random locations, his unconscious arbitrarily sorting through potential victims.
0: Anything there that might help us nail him?
1: Well, if he's looking to escape, he's got to get pretty far away. Otherwise, his power will bring him right back to the silentage. His exopathy may randomly move him between targets, but it latches onto the nearest areas and persons with detectable unresolved psychic stress, which would bring him back here every time. Mesmer was clever to bring him all the way out here. Guy's got nowhere to run to, or sleep teleport, whatever.
0: Well, then, that, uh, puts him on the way to one of the dog freighters, or a consortium hovercraft.
1: I got a sense he wasn't a fan of the consortium of Doors. That and jacking one of those flying monstrosities might be too involved. So I'd wager he'd make for one of the freighters. Though, who knows, maybe he can tap into the collective unconsciousness and find out a way to bypass whatever guards might be hanging around the hovercraft, and once he's done that, pilot one of those things to god knows where. It's Mesmer. I'll put it on speaker. We're all here, doctor.
2: I think I know where Pills is, and it's not good. I had one of the incoming freighters hold at the dock until the inspection was over. It was bringing in another shipment of psychotypes. And after it failed to check in with us and didn't respond to our calls for a status update, we did a sensor sweep of the area. We quickly discovered that the freighter had left the dock and gotten itself lodged in a nearby ice field, where it's currently residing. I can only assume that Pills took over the ship and tried to escape, but got himself stuck on the ice. I can't stress how important it is that we reacquire him.
1: <sighs> Don't worry, Doctor, we'll bring him back.
2: Thank you. And be careful. There's no telling what he's capable of with an entire shipment of psychotypes at his disposal. We can
0: handle it. Check in in a bit.
2: I'll have a complete list of the occupants of the ship waiting for you in the cold room. Good hunting agents.
0: Apparently the uh, collective unconscious couldn't help him drive a boat, let alone one of the consortium's hovercrafts.
1: At least he's not in here where the consortium's people can trip over him.
0: Little fuckers are sitting up, though. I can hit whatever's in that tub way before anyone sees us coming. They shouldn't take too long.
1: There's one problem with that idea. He knows what you can do now, and that you're likely on the way. Pills is a lot of things, but he isn't stupid. He'll be ready for you this time.
0: Sure, but knowing what I can do, and being able to do squat about it's two different things. But we'll see. Yeah, well, talking about it isn't gonna help us bag him. Let's grab our snow gear and get going. Roger that. Maybe after we nail that rat bastard, I can finally bag me some damn sleep. All right. Stop your bragging. <laughs> oh yeah. Forgot about that. Insomniac. <laughs> Normally I'd only be up against one EXO at a time, but then again, I'd also be on my own. This was my first hunting party. There was something primal about it all. The preparation, both mental and physical, stealing yourself, anticipating pain, death. Sharing that moment with my sister was unexpectedly fulfilling. Now sure, we'd been in places like this before but not exactly like this. Now we were on the offensive, the hunters. It was like, I don't know, sharing my dream, which, uh, well, was only fitting. After all that time, dreading that my sister might wind up like me, there I was, basking in the moment. All we needed now were matching suits and watches. Can't say I'd ever done anything like this with a posse before best you two just stay out of my way probably be uh easier for everyone involved and then there was Shane. can't say the guy wasn't growing on me just a little bit and those guns of his were the real deal while we were getting all suited up i got the chance to get my first real good look at him two pistols and a long gun things were blacker than black Their polished gunmetal gray accents were all that pulled them out of the shadows, made them look solid. They were every inch the Death Dealers my revolvers were, and while Shane might have been a pain in the ass, there was no denying that he was also an asset. Back in the bulge of despair, or whatever it was called, when he jerked those pistols, fucker was fast. Maybe even faster than me. Maybe. But then again, I always lost a little bit on the draw, on account of having to take the revolvers out of my case, which the spring loaders and whatnot shaved to an absolute minimum. But still. However, as it turned out, that was all about to change. What the hell is this? What? You ain't never seen shoulder holsters before? Not any that were in my locker.
1: Look at that! Aren't those symbols over the flaps the same as the one on the inside of your case?
0: The cold symbol. Yeah. Yeah, they are. There's a note in here, too. It says, uh, I thought you might be able to use this. I had one of our engineers design it. It should prove superior to lugging around that case of yours. We need all our people at their absolute best. You're welcome, Dr. Haskell.
1: How would she even have known about the symbol?
0: Same way she knew about my power. She has access to all our records, apparently. Though in this case, I'm, uh, (laughs) I'm not complaining. It was a real thing of beauty. All leather and gray, polished silver buttons and buckles. The cold sign delicately branded upon the snap-down flaps that locked the revolvers into place. Sliding it on and fastening it snug around my midsection felt like the perfect blend of my traditional pre-hunt ritual, the suit and watch. It's the little things in life that give it its flavor. Sounds like someone's got themselves and admire. You jealous? No, I ain't one for the Brainy Types.
1: (laughs) You mean, the Brainy Types won't have you, right?
0: (laughs) Same difference. Anyway, back to business. Where's that list of names Mesmer said he'd have for us?
1: Oh, I've got it. Was in my locker. Okay, looks like we've got seven hypnopaths. Three delirium, which I guess is what they're calling the PTs with that new insanity they discovered. Five white wigs, and here's the number we should be worried about. Four exopaths.
0: Anything about what they can do? Their, uh, exopathies?
1: No, just brief notes. We've got Luther Dent, exopathic agoraphobe. Gale Sparrows, aka The Prosecutor. Whatever that's supposed to mean. Esther Miggs. Transfers emotional states to immaterial objects. Hmm, not even sure how that one would play out. And then there's Ashton Veers, the Megavore of Milton Falls. All it says next to his name is consumption and conversion.
0: Well, it sure as hell ain't much to go on, but, uh, I guess it's better than nothing. Yep. Seems about the normal amount of intel I'd get before a job. That's the downside of working for a network of secret societies, I suppose.
1: Let's head out through the side gate, the one by our rooms. Not much over there of any real importance, I don't think. Shouldn't be a lot of consortium goons milling around.
0: Fine by me. Let's just get a move on. I want to get this over and done with as soon as possible. Bad enough I gotta catch that little bastard all over again. But now I gotta do it in the friggin' snow. Alright. Let's hit it. I hung back for a few seconds after Romy and Shane made for the side gate, so that I could get in one final ritual. Opening and shutting my locker door three times in a row was all that my obsessions demanded of me at that moment, to ensure Romy made it through this in one piece. Seemed a small price to pay to keep the universe happy, And then, it was off to the races.
1: This was my first manhunt, which seemed to consecrate my status as a fighter? Warrior? It was a surreal moment for sure, (laughs) which coming from a new Victorian dreamcatcher was saying something. But it made a sort of sense, I guess. After all, I'd mixed it up with quite a few baddies in my short time acting as an esoterium problem solver. Hell, I'd even come out on top in most of those scrapes. But the big difference between then and now was that I wasn't looking for trouble in those previous exchanges, just reacting to conditions. This time, however, I was looking for a fight.
0: Can everyone hear me okay? Wind's crazy out here, so it's best if we communicate over the headsets. Yep. Loud and clear.
1: Clear as a bell.
0: And I can hear you guys just fine. Let's head down to the docks and get us a ride. Gonna need something fairly meaty to get us through all that rough water. I'd also like to get out there before the sun comes up.
1: We should keep our eyes peeled for traps. I wouldn't put it past Pills to have left some surprises behind, knowing full well we'd be out after him.
0: Oh, don't you worry, little lady. My eyes always peeled. How many more times are you gonna plug that eye of yours? <laughs> well, I don't like to put numbers to things.
1: All right, fellas, let's get going. While I wasn't exactly thrilled about hunting pills, not to mention the psychotypes he'd likely weaponized, I also wasn't terrified. I'd literally been through hell and back again. <laughs> Twice, But I wasn't sure I liked the idea of becoming numb to violence. Sure, it was nice and even necessary to have that second skin, but I didn't want it to become me. In other words, I wasn't eager to follow my brother down the path of killing and growing cold for the fact. I loved Isaiah, but I didn't envy what he'd become, what they made him into. If anything, I wanted to take him out of all this shit, let him heal but I was also the one who insisted we stay with the job after he offered to make a run for it. There just wasn't a lot of options for us. The world was going to have its way, and there wasn't a damn thing we could do about it.
0: Looks like the docks are still in one piece, which surprises me. Figured he might have torched the other ships, so we'd have a hard time following him.
1: Makes sense, actually. I'm guessing he didn't want the consortium to notice his escape and come after him. He knew we'd be coming, which he might be able to handle, but not so much if the Consortium joined the fun.
0: I don't know. The two mutilated guards were pretty conspicuous.
1: I think he knew we'd find them first, especially after he made it apparent that the Palestone wasn't keeping him in line. He anticipated us heading down to check on him, so he left us some presents.
0: This here escort tug looks like it should do the trick. Shouldn't have to break through much ice either, seeing as we can head right up the path the freighter took and leave the same way. Sounds good to me. You know how to drive this tub? Sure do. Done plenty of jobs on the water. You? Here and there, but uh, mostly I try to stay as dry as possible. You Jericho boys sure are a delicate bunch. The word you're looking for is smart. Deep water's no friend to exo hunters. All right, then. Let's get this here show on the road. Well, she sounds like she's been kept up pretty well.
1: Looks like someone's trying to call us on the ship's radio. (laughs) Huh. Three guesses who that is.
0: Why, hey there, Angus. You calling for a tow? (laughs) Word is you ain't much of a captain.
4: Greetings, you filthy shit-kicker. And now that you mention it, I could use a little help getting this boat back on course. Care to lend a hand? Escaping that awful place is, after all, in everyone's best
0: interest. And there's more than enough room for the three of you.
1: Yeah, I heard all that before. So do you have anything of value to say, or is this just your everyday ordinary villainous taunt?
4: Why, I'm never at a loss for topics of interesting conversation. But... I am quite sincere about that offer to come aboard and sail away.
0: Just cut the bullshit pills. If you got something to say, just say it.
4: I don't think what I have to say will really matter much. I mean, all you really want is to hunt me. Maybe even kill me. Isn't that right, Isaiah? It's all you have that's your own. A waking dream for a sleepless killer. Though, you might want to make your ravenous glee a little less apparent, you're worrying poor Rosemary. She's starting to see your mother again, and again. (laughs) I wonder how long it'll be before she's taken down to the white cells with all the rest of the lunatics to help Mesmer save the
1: world. I could see the veins in my brother's neck bulge, his face reddening. Although I couldn't say my own reaction was any better. I was sick of people sorting through my dirty laundry. I couldn't see myself killing the guy. But everything besides was getting stacked on the table.
0: Head games aren't going to get that barge off the ice any sooner, Pills. Or make us less inclined to take you back. But you're right about one thing. I just might enjoy putting you down, so you better get ready, because here we come.
5: The Sleep-Wake Cycle is a Meltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Kelly Baer and Mark Anzalone. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld and sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. Be sure to check us out at www.meltopia.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Meltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. If you want unique art and animations of Maltopia's stories, visit our YouTube page or click on the link in the show notes. If you're a fan and want to help the show grow, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. And for more exclusive content such as additional lore, stories, and art, be sure to check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Maltopia.